Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Cheers, my love. Cheers, Richard Marks. Cheers, Daisy Puentes. Mm. Mm. Yes, let's get this going. Welcome, First everybody. First of all, how, how bad do you want me right now? You look so adorable. You should see. I'm so glad we're not videota- vide- videotaping. <laughs> I actually just started to say videotaping. I'm glad we're not videotaping this because then it would be 1981. <laughs> Pour yourself a glass of your finest tequila or whatever you drink. From Straw Hut Media, this is Tequila Talk with Daisy Fuentes and Richard Mox. But... I'm so glad no one's seeing this. Because well, the good thing is that we are not, um, we decided not to record this. Not everyone. What do you mean not everyone? Well, we were filming some of them and then we'd be like, yeah, we don't yeah, like we, we will. One. We'll definitely shoot some of them and put them out. Yeah. But this one we decided we weren't going to because we're just not in the mood to really get ready. We just look so chill. Oh, man. And chill is one word for it. <laughs> We totally look like uh, crazy homebodies right now. You don't even want to see. I'm wearing these (laughs) polo, name dropping the brand, but these polo uh, boxers. boxers, But they're like boxer briefs, I guess. Yeah, boxers. He's he's recording this in his boxers. They're green and black striped. They look like some old bathing suit from 1922. Yes. um, That I've had for 20 years. And uh, an old black T-shirt, and your your hair is all messy, and you look a little sun-kissed, and you just look like a sexy beach bomb, and that's okay. I'm okay. With I that. am wearing my pajama bottoms and a T-shirt, mm-hmm. and my hair is up in a bun. Mm-hmm. We're having a tequila, and Richard mm-hmm. this time opted for a martini. Just I thought you should know. They didn't need to know that. They it's didn't tequila need to know talk. that. They need to know. They don't everything. need to know what we're drinking. They know that we call it tequila no, talk, actually, and we drink whatever the fuck we want. This is interesting. The quarantine has um, illuminated certain things, certain pieces of knowledge, and one of them is that I actually can now say for a hundred percent that i prefer tequila over every other spirit right now yeah because i think that'll change I've but i also through, love martinis absolutely but, but tequila is my times favorite in my life where i've changed i i've leaned towards a cocktail more than another yeah, like you've I've, I've, scotch my over scotch the years. phase my martini phase my tequila phase they all kind of fade in and out but yeah, I have to say right now I'm still on my tequila phase. I'm loving the tequila. Um, and I like, oh, you've got a little piece of a Dorito by your chest. Let me get that oh, for thanks. you. Thanks. Let me get that for yeah, you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, folks, there are Dorito crumbs on my, on my T-shirt. <laughs> That's what's happening, guys. Yeah, yep. welcome to Tequila Talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes we keep it classy and elegant around here but also we keep it real we do so there you go okay 
What do you want to talk about? I want to just say I hope everybody had a really great Memorial Day weekend. Um, well, a bunch of people sure fucking it did. It sure looks like everyone had a great time. Well, they had a great time and that, that might come back and bite them right in the old... Yeah, I hope it in doesn't. The old, in the old ventilator. I hope it doesn't come back and bite us all in the old ventilator. Um, yes, we all saw the images of, you know, since since the country has... <laughs> alleged, Loosened it, re- yeah. slightly reopened. Allegedly slowly reopened. It looks more like um, uh, the USA gone wild because <laughs> ev- everyone has kind of just uh, darted out of their house. It does. It's like the, everybody's partying like it's 2019. Which I get. I understand. I totally understand. But I'm a little concerned. Wait, Whatever. you totally understand what? I understand that people want to get out and people no, are... No, no, of course. You know, that I get. Understand I understand. That. Hey, you know... There, there's a difference between understanding yes. that people want to get out. Yes, I want to get out. understanding... That people are going to say, fuck it, I'm going out. Yeah, here's what I don't understand. I'm going to I'm gonna break it down. I'm going to explain exactly what I don't understand. I know where you're going with this. The herd mentality of yeah. these people, okay? Because, yes, you do want to get out, but why do you want to go where everybody else is? And that's something that has always fascinated me. Same here. Not lifelong, just now. Lifelong question about a phenomenon that, and I think it's it started with... Uh, and I want to know where you, where you th- if you have any idea where yours began. But I think that mine began with my father, who was not a particularly social guy. Um, but he was fun. Like when we when there was a party or if there were a group of people, he was funny and smart and witty. And but he fucking hated lines and big groups of people. So the idea of going to a theme park or going to somewhere where there's a bunch of people packed in or lined up to go somewhere, he'd be like, yeah, that's exactly the group I want to avoid. Yes. I think that your dad and my dad would have gotten along great because my dad was exactly the same. And I think I did get a little bit of that from my dad growing up, just um, having that in my subconscious of how much he <laughs> kind of um, hated and just repelled all of that. If there was a line, he did not want to go to it. So what do you think it is about but, certain people who if they see a line yes. they and they don't even know what the line's for, they, they just want to get in it. They want to stand in that line. What is that about? They want to get whatever everybody way, else is getting. If there's anyone listening that feels like this is resonating, resonating with you in that you're like, well, I'm that person. We're not saying that we're better than you. We're just saying that there's something wrong with you. <laughs> That is not what we're saying at all. We're just saying that. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't understand why if you have so many places to go to, why do you want to go to a place that is just full of people? And he, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you an example. Okay, for example, we'll be um, in a hotel somewhere, vacationing or what have you. You know, even when we go for work, we'll be out by the pool or at the beach, and we'll sit somewhere where away from everyone, away from everybody. There's a space where clearly you, you know, a few chairs are uh, open next to us or on the beach there are a bunch of chairs open all over the place with small groups of people scattered around Mm -hmm. but yet there are some people who feel the need to come and sit right next to you yep or you're at the gym, gym and you're on the treadmill and there, there are, are a eight, bunch of treadmills, treadmills open and, and they come and stand in the one right next what to you. What the fuck? And, and these are the people and you're standing in line and they feel the need to stand up right up against you where they're almost touching you. Why? What is this? Why don't I want to understand? Can we just pause for a second? Because I'm 
I'm I'm translating this into a. I'm I'm going to take a little uh, detour. Are you analyzing me? No, I'm not analyzing okay. you. I'm analyzing the situation. <laughs> yes. M- uh, male, female, and it, not that gender has anything to do with it, but in this case. Yeah. If I'm single and I'm in a gym, let's say I'm, I'm on a business trip and I go to the hotel gym and there's really no one else in the gym except Daisy Fuentes. And whether or not I know that it's Daisy Fuentes or just some fucking gorgeous woman, she's on the the treadmill that's the farthest to the left against the wall, right? Mm -hmm. And there are five other treadmills to the right of that. As a dude, I'm not going to go to the one next to you because it's just creepy. It is. But I might go to the one two over from you only to get your attention like to be like hi listen there there's a technique to flirting and you know getting up in someone's face in a gym is not the way of course you know it's not a bar i understand if you're at a bar and you want to go up to someone and say hey are you alone can i buy you a drink maybe perhaps that's more of an Mm. appropriate scenario oh that's cool i've never done that (laughs) yeah i've never done that either but (laughs) but i'm just saying but it's cool yeah but there are places where those kind of things are appropriate. There are places where it's not. If you're at the beach and you're clearly you've taken up a space and it's, you know, you and me, it's not just me alone where I'm, it's like a girl trying to a guy trying to flirt with a girl. And it's not just people who are like, oh, look, that's Richard Marks. I'm going to go stand next to him. It's not that kind of situation. It's I not rem- that somebody recognizes us. <laughs> I remember us. we were in Miami before we had a place there. We, we were staying in a beautiful hotel there that we frequented and they have a great gym. It's huge tons of machines and we went down there to work out and at one point you were on the treadmill and i was doing a bunch of weight stuff on the other side of the, of the other side of the room and i looked over and the, we were the only two people in the entire gym yeah. at this point and then this guy came in and he went right on the treadmill next to you mm-hmm. and he never, I mean, who knows what he was thinking or whatever, but he was like running and he had his headphones and he was sweating everywhere and he was making weird, like these people that don't realize they have headphones yeah. in and they're singing along with shit. Mm-hmm. And you were like, and you got so, <laughs> you, you got so fucking like, dude, what the fuck? I didn't actually say that. You did. No, I didn't. You kind of did. I didn't say that to him. I have not to never, him. No. no, no, not to him. To me later. Yes, you obviously. Went, yes. What the fuck yes. was that? No, I, I would never be rude to people like that. And usually, usually, here's the thing. I get what you're <laughs> saying, hilarious. but I want to make it very clear that it, I, I've never had this happen to me where somebody has gotten uh, you know up next to me or sat next to me because they're trying to talk to me or flirt with me it's just that's what they do they don't they have no concept of personal space they it's what they do and right, i, I want them. to try to understand this herd mentality of whether when you know if there's a line i need to stand in it yeah. if there's a crowd of people i need to go be in it it i i get that everybody wants to get out but why wouldn't you try to go to a place where that is not very crowded? Way where to you take can it be back spread to the out. Topic, by the way. Where you can I be was, spread out. I was out. off on like 11 <laughs> tangents. 
<laughs> way to take it back to the topic. And yes, exactly. So why, when you see especially these- in a situation like we're in, why wouldn't you take your family, take yourself, go with your friends someplace where you can have a picnic in a very quiet area, or if you're going to be on the beach, walk a little further, drive a little further and find an emptier spot, a quieter area. Why do you want to be on the boardwalk that has the most people? Why not go to a quieter part of the beach? I want to understand this herd mentality of, of like, it's my right to be right exactly the same place you and everybody else is. Because when I see I these pictures. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. For instance, public pools. Oh, uh, public pools. Oh, I just dry heaved a little bit. Yes. So you, if you see a public pool. One of these if, pool parties with like a hundred million people all partying and but let's drinking. let's just say there's, and, a, yeah. there's a hotel with a public pool, mm-hmm. okay? You're hanging out and you see a pool where the amount of people that are in the actual water of the pool can't really move, move around six inches sure. in one direction or the other. The idea that you would want to be in that pool... Without a fucking yeah. deadly virus, yeah, is something I don't understand. Would you guys please, please message us? Yeah, please comment and explain if you have any understanding of this, or if you're someone who totally disagrees with what we're saying. Yeah. And you go, here's why that's fun. Tell us why you and, think that's yeah. fun. And, and again, I, I know that some people are saying, well, you know, you don't have to stand in line for things. Sometimes we have to stand. I get that you have to stand. Listen, that's I, got have, nothing to do with I it. have to stand at the DMV line too. I sometimes have to go stand in line. We all have to stand in lines sometimes. You know, if you're at the checkout of a, of a of place and there's, you need to get some. But I have literally gone into a store to buy something. There has been a huge line. And I, I bail. put the ship back right. and said, I'll come back later. Right. I'll get it online whatever unless it's something at the, at the drugstore or at the supermarket that i absolutely need and that was then before of course you stand in line at dmv you COVID. know if you need to to go do something official if you need something that for work that is time sensitive then of course you stand in line but i'm saying for recreational uh uh recreational activities for getting a fucking coffee jesus christ you're gonna stand in line for 30 minutes to get a fucking coffee well I won't do that either, but I, I've come to understand where I see that the most is at airports because you know up until this. Okay, and I get that until, too. Wait, wait, let's talk about Sometimes this. Sometimes at the airport you have nothing to do. I don't mind standing in line yeah, at the airport like, for fifteen look, I've gotta minutes kill, or I gotta for kill ten 40 minutes, minutes anyway. But I'm not going to stand in line for thirty minutes. No, maybe ten minutes. But what do you think it is about someone's person? Is it just patience? Because I, you and I have no patience. No, we don't. But also, I have patience for what I need to have patience for. Like, I think I'm understanding of situations, or I try to be. Some things just don't make sense. No, but wait. I'm trying to under- I'm trying to differentiate here. And, you know, non-COVID. <laughs> what are you doing? Why, why are you... Leave her alone. Our dog is giving herself the kind of bath that Leave no her alone. one should. <laughs> it's okay, Betty. Good girl. Um... <laughs> so you know that especially if it's a morning flight because i don't drink you co- need to have your coffee yeah i need to have my coffee in the it. morning and after that i'm totally good right and sometimes i really look forward yeah. to that get to the airport yes have enough time to get my coffee and yeah. read a few things sure. and then get on the plane right if there's a lot like a line yeah. of more than seven people i'm out 
And I'm glad you brought that up. And I really want that coffee, but yeah. I don't want I don't want yeah. anything that badly. Right, but I'm glad you brought that up because I've been at the airport and I've seen and I've seen those lines that you're talking about. So there will be a line going out the door and around the corner for some coffee place. Yeah. But then there's, you know, a few doors down, there's another coffee place that only has four or five people in line. Right. But it's not Coffee Bean or Starbucks. Okay. Or, big fucking deal. So is that, no, but that's what it is. It's herd no, mentality. It's not, exactly. The herd knows. Exactly. Exactly. And then there are, you know, if you take another four steps, there will be another coffee shop. And if you walk another 10 steps, there will be another coffee shop. So that's what I'm not understanding. Anyway, that's just that's just um, something that's been kind of um, burning my ass. <laughs> what burns daisies? Herd mentality. People standing in line. People all crowding into the same spot when there's tons of empty spots. Well, I think that I don't think that historically that burns your ass. I think historically, since I've known you for seven years, you've always said like what the fuck why is there a line for cupcakes but, but what burns my ass is when they come and crowd me yes. when i am part what of burns the my ass right now want. is this sort of social statement yes of yeah well fuck it we're gonna pack into the pool and we're not gonna social distance and we're not wearing masks yeah. and yay yeah. i can't wait to be on a fucking ventilator yay no because it's a hoax <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Right. Which brings me to another uh, another topic. This whole um, there's there there are a lot of conspiracy theories out there more than ever, I think, and a lot of them surrounding this whole coronavirus uh, situation. And it turns out I started doing a little reading about where it was coming from. I wanted to know, and, and you know, there are a couple of conspiracy theories that are you know interesting because you can kind of see how they would make sense and you're like, like what? um well for example like that the coronavirus was maybe made in a lab uh-huh and maybe something happened and you know you can see how huh that could happen perhaps that's well, a possibility is, there, it's as likely as the possibility of chemical warfare which there is right okay but but so far evidence has shown that it goes into another completely different direction. Yes. Evidence and science has proven so far, so far that this is this is this whole coronavirus uh, vir- uh, situation happened from an animal to a human. To a human. That's we don't know exactly we may not know exactly how or where or when but that's what evidence and science is pointing to however i can say that sure the did it happen did it come from a lab that's an interesting theory perhaps well it's certainly something to look into sure so far there's no evidence listen i totally get that but there are all these other dumb bullshit conspiracy theories that i could not believe that some people and some people who i know are actually reposting retweeting and i'm like what the fuck are you like have you even done a google search on this have you read more and so what i found out is that it turns out that there are a bunch of oh wow that was a helicopter That that flew almost into our house Almost, and they yell, get out of the pool! (laughs) What happens is, it turns out, there are a lot of these social media darlings with thousands or millions of followers, 
who abruptly <laughs> pivot from like sharing these filtered, you know, their typical filtered beach selfies to blasting out terrifying coronavirus conspiracy theories. And they're trying to discredit, you know, Dr. Fauci and public health officials. And they're championing bogus science and amplifying falsehoods about the health effects caused by 5G technology and anti-vaccines and all this bullshit that they've now lumped in together into one yeah. big pile of bullshit nonsense, right? And and look, and I get that the 5G technology, there are concerns that we should look at there. Right, but, but to, to incorporate that into yes. the coronavirus kind of thing and call it a, a conspiracy theory, theory that this whole cor- coronavirus thing is to, in order to put 5G towers by, that's, it's just, it makes no sense and Zero. people are believing it and it's being spread by these little social media, like, you know, nobodies who have these well, not just nobodies well but they like, have tons of followers who don't do any checking and they're just repeating all these falsehoods and all this, this dangerous um inaccurate coronavirus yeah. information yes and that that was really that was really kind of bugging me and i needed to do a little research and that's what i found out it's, it's mostly coming from that well if you here's how i feel about that Forget the 5G or put the 5G aside, which is, you know, until- It's a separate topic. It's a separate topic. It's a separate topic. But when it comes to the vaccines, when it comes to the um, treatments for COVID, Mm -hmm. the vaccine, there are countless people who really truly believe that when there's a vaccine for COVID, that upon receiving that vaccine- they're going to insert a chip in your They're body. They're going to insert a chip in your body that Bill Gates <laughs> is personally going to yes, monitor. Yes, yes. Now, all I'm going to say is, if you really, forget believe that, <sighs> if you entertain the possibility of okay, that. Okay, I can hear the tons of people going, not Bill Gates, the government. It's, it's you know, it's Obama and it's, and it's okay. you know, ben, but if you, Bill Gates. But if you believe it's, that it's, oh. the vaccine for a deadly virus that's killing multitudes of people is going to contain some chip that where the the, the government is going to monitor you. First By of all, the way, the government's already the monitoring you. <laughs> well, they're monitoring you in the ways that that, that every government monitors people. Well, but, yeah, some more than others, but so, right. yeah. But in terms of like your your daily activities no one and gives your, a shit. they don't care about you. How arrogant do you have to be to think that some government or Bill Gates or whoever the f- they want to track your movements and your yeah. behavior and your your fucking web history and like <laughs> really you think you're that important you're not <laughs> yeah it's kind of dumb and and i got to be honest again i got to be honest because i'm shitting all over this conspiracy theory nonsense and i love a good conspiracy theory as much as the next guy believe me i do i really do i like conspiracy theories i i'm challenged by them and there are some conspiracy theories that i really like to get into and investigate and see where it comes from and is it possible and kind of really break down but but you know these that are being spread that started being spread by social media and these social media so-called darlings really are so dumb and the people who are spreading these conspiracy theories as fact yes it's just so incredibly stupid which reminds me and you and i've had many conversations about this i would say that overwhelmingly 
the conspiracy theories that you entertain or discuss with me, <clears throat> the overwhelming majority of them have some scientific something that makes you question it, right? Some that scientific makes you entertain validity it. or right? Yeah. For instance, fluoride. Yes. That's and, not a conspiracy theory. Well, it's not it, it is to some people, but it's not to it's us. It's not. It's not. And um, I don't want to go poison. on a rant about this. We but will talk about that on another podcast we will, about but fluoride just and what everybody needs to know about it. In the meantime, it. for our listeners who are our loyal listeners, and yes. we probably have at least seven. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, go look up fluoride and what it does to your pineal gland and what it does to your health. Yeah. And, and Fluoride is poison, the poison part of fluoride and why it is being put. Why is fluoride being put in your water, right. for, first well, of all? Well, that's the thing. And that's where the science comes yeah. into it. Because when sure. you start to do the homework on some of these things and you go, mm -hmm. wait a minute, scientifically, this, 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 and this is horrible for us. So why are, why is this in our water? Why is, why right. are they, why is this being promoted? Sure. As, and it's always 99.9% .9 of the time, it's just follow the money. It's just f find out why someone is profiting from something. Right. And you'll, that'll lead you to the, to the why, to the why. Exactly. But, yeah, we should do a little. Uh, we'll do. We'll do fifteen minutes on a future podcast about we will, fluoride. We will. But for now, what um, I'm saying is that there are quote conspiracy theories which have some. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Semblance of reality based in science. Yeah. And then there are the people who go, right. well, Bill Gates is going to put a chip in my <laughs> blood. Why that accent though? I, that wasn't, that was a not a particular accent. It wasn't. It was just like some dumb guy yeah. accent that you that always do when you're going to do the really dumb guy. Dumb person. <laughs> But I have to say that um, all nonsense aside, talking about the vaccine, I, I really don't know if I would even um, take the vaccine if it were to come out next week. I don't know if I would have a vaccine. I'd probably give it a minute. I would definitely give it a minute. And that's not because I'm like an anti-vaccine person. I'm not a pro-vaccine person. I'm just a thinking logical person and i would want to see the science behind it i would want to see what it what people's reactions are to it i know that typically vaccines uh like the flu the vaccine, flu vaccine can make flu. people sick by giving them the flu awesome. so if there's any chance of this giving someone the coronavirus because yeah. you're you know you're being injected with antibodies i'm out so again i i am not one of these people who's like going to be standing in line to take this vaccine I want to know what it's about. I yeah. want to know what it does. I want to know what the side of I want to know what's in it. That's wise. I, exactly. But listen, I've never taken a flu shot. I've never had a flu shot. But uh -huh. I know that people I have. 
who are at risk need to take a flu shot. And that's perfectly fine. I, I think also, it works for some people and not well, for others. And sometimes it's not even just at risk. It's just preventative. So if you if you have, if you're living really is dependent upon your health. Like I can't, when I'm touring, I can't get sick. But you haven't taken a flu vaccine since I I've known you. Not since you've known me. Because I haven't, because I just oh, never get sick. Knock wood. Yeah. But there was a time when I would get colds and sick all the time. I would lose my voice and over. That was probably nutrition. You probably weren't really eating well. It could have been well. nutritional. It could have been, it was a number of things. It was also sort of mental. I sure. really believe it's mental. Absolutely. And so um, 10 years ago, eight years ago, I sort of, just like jet lag, I just went, no, <laughs> no more. I don't believe in it. Absolutely. If you believe you're going to be getting sick all the time, you're going to get sick all the yeah. time. Yeah. I think that the mind is a very powerful thing. And, you know, negative thoughts, positive thoughts, it's it's a big deal. Stress is a big deal. Maybe you were going through a time in your life when you were particularly very stressed about a lot of things. Maybe you had a lot of things in your mind. That also can make you get sick often. I think a lot of things contribute to that. But, yes, your state of mind is definitely uh, a top three. But I would not be averse to the idea of a flu a flu shot, for example. If I know that I have 15 months straight of touring and I can't get the flu, I just can't get the flu. And I would mentally be like, yeah, I'm going to get the flu shot. I'm not going to get the flu. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I've never had the flu shot and I'm not into it. I don't think I would get the flu shot. But that's just me. Yeah. You know, but it's not because I think that somebody's going to put a chip in me and be tracking me. And that's insane. I would put a chip in you and track you. <laughs> you can do that later. <laughs> We'll be right back after this short break. <sighs> Let's discuss um, something else interesting that uh, that I've been talking to some friends about and also reading about. Uh, the importance of helping children through this crisis. Children have been kind of staying at home, having to stay at home. Cooped a lot, up. Cooped up a lot longer than we thought they would have to be cooped up, yep. right? Yep. Uh, we thought at first it was going to be a month, maybe less than a month, and now it's going on uh, much longer. Kids weren't able to see their friends. Kids were forced to stay at home with their family, and that was a huge issue. It yeah. was a big, big problem. And it got me thinking, too, when I was younger and – how life did not revolve around me and what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. Right. And sure, my parents would make it a point to take me to places that I liked. And uh, that that happened a lot. But for the most part, most of the time, my life revolved around doing what my parents needed to do and go where they needed to go. Absolutely. Hang out with the kids of their friends. Instead of them hanging around with the parents of yep. my friends, yeah, which is something that has completely changed and I don't understand. I don't either. These kids now have to stay at home with their parents and they don't know how to handle it. They cannot handle it because up until, you know, now for, you know, the first eight or 10 or 12 or 14 years of their lives, everything's about the them. entire entire universe has revolved around them yes. what they wanted to do what they wanted to eat where they wanted to go where they needed to be driven you know every single little thing was about them yeah. now they cannot understand 
They don't have the tools. They are not capable of dealing with the fact that some that they have to do something that they don't want to do. Absolutely. Which is a metaphor for the rest of their lives. Exactly. Which, you know, uh, we've talked about this privately, but I think that you're doing your, your children such a disservice to this, to let them have this false sense of entitlement and that the world is going to adapt to them and yes. what their needs are and what their desires. Because it's desire. not. It's not. And you're setting them up for failure. So, yes, it's great to do things for your kids to t- you know of course it of should course be a balance it's wonderful but, but there need there is no balance most they of the do- people we know with kids zero to 16 fall into this category that you're describing and it yes. really it confounds me yes and and so then when something like this happens they have to go out of their way to explain to their children why they can't do something and that they, they want to do explain it to them in the most like comforting yeah like oh, precious oh i'm so sorry that there's this pandemic and you can't do everything that you wanted like really well, your friends are staying home too and everybody and everybody's so upset but look like we're all upset but but you're staying home with your family and you have everything that you need and you have your health and we love you and we're gonna do fun things and that's not good enough these kids are really really struggling yeah and that's a problem but that's so, because they've been set up prior to that's this. that's what i'm saying so i'm hoping that that maybe we have learned something from this the importance of teaching children that family is more important than friends you know and the importance of teaching children that life and the whole world does not revolve around them and that they have to adjust the importance of adjusting because that's going to be the survivor, the person who can adjust to a crisis, the person who can adjust to change, yeah. the person who can uh, kind of tackle and adapt to any situation. Yeah. And right now, children, our youth is not able to handle that. So I'm hoping that maybe, you know, some of you guys who are who are listening to us, if you found some clever ways or some wonderful ways of, of explaining to your children and they're dealing with this wonderfully, let us know. And then perhaps some of you who are really still struggling with your children who went through a really hard time during all of this. And now, of course, children are starting to hang out with their friends again. So everything is back to normal. I'm mm. I think that maybe they learned nothing from this because now they're back with their friends. Everything is back to normal. And if something like this was ever to happen again, they would be in the same situation where they would be miserable. Very soon. soon. Yes. We, we happen to think that there may be another lockdown. I hope not, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Now on the other side of that, there are these people that you'll see on social media sometimes who are in complete lockdown with their kids, young kids. Yeah. And I saw a video that just was the greatest thing. And it was a guy who, and I'm adding a narrative to it that didn't wasn't in the post, the social media post. But I'm guessing that one of the things that his kids love to do, like all kids, is go to theme parks and ride rides, and right? And you can't do that. Or mm-hmm. This is a week ago. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. So this guy went out into his backyard and he built a little roller coaster. Oh, you showed me that video. That was adorable. But that was a little, that was a toddler. That was a little kid. Still. Oh, that's adorable. Still. That was very sweet. I mean, if that's what you're into and you're going to dedicate yourself to your kids in that way, there's something so admirable and sweet about that. And it's like, 
So, th- so that's not what I'm talking about. I think that's great. Yeah, I that's think adorable. That, I think the parents who adapt to this pandemic in ways where they're like, okay, here are the things that my kid would be doing normally, which are totally acceptable things, playing with their friends or going to a theme park or going to get ice cream or whatever. So, okay, you know what? We're, here's what we're going to do. We're going to build our own ice cream store in yeah. the kitchen. Or I love all that. That is being creative. That's teaching your children that you can still do the things that you love with your family and that you can still yeah. make it work. And that's a real lesson and that's beautiful. But you're also... You know, hopefully providing the information and the lesson to this kid that, yeah. look, things, something has happened that affects all of us. And yeah. so we all have to pitch in and we all have to sort of understand right. that this is the way things are. And it's the most important thing is to teach your children that you can have fun doing things at home. It, you don't need yeah. to go out and spend money to go somewhere yeah. or you don't need to be out with your friends. You can you can really enjoy yourself and make do with your family at home. You should be able to have a nice, pleasant time with your family at home. There are kids who have not processed that, who have not understood it, who cannot understand it, and who are just now back to normal and and have no concept of, you know, hate the fact that they had to be locked up, which, you know, of course we all do, but have learned nothing from it. And some kids who have who will take away the most beautiful memories of doing yeah. things with their parents that Bonding they normally would not have. And that is the real takeaway. I, I, I wish that there were more situations like that, yep. but I know that it's probably the other way around. I've actually really loved being quarantined and locked up with you. I've enjoyed it very much. We we played some fun games. Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> well, like for example, for that, like last night. So, okay, so guys, so last night we sat down for dinner. Oh yeah. Uh, we had our drinks and we we had you know we set the table. It was really sweet and all. And I see my laptop, my my iPad next to my dinner setting, and I'm just thinking like, what what the hell is this? And so he says, you know, I was thinking we would take a survey. So Richard found this really cool relationship, sex, romance survey that we took during dinner and yep. discussed it. And yep. it was really fun. It was really fun, wasn't and it? And I encourage all you guys to, to find one of those and kind of yeah, do it I mean, together. No matter what level or, or, or what stage you're at in your relationship, it's fun. And I want to do that every like, couple months. <laughs> we were talking fun. about it way after dinner. Yeah. I remember when we answered this one differently. <laughs> For the most part, it was like it sort was of a no brainer. Yeah. But yeah, uh-huh. it was really it was very fun. interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. What was the, uh, was there anything that you learned about me from that? Um, nothing that I would care to discuss right now on the air. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would say that I learned that you are accepting of some of the things that you wouldn't discuss on the air. Yes. <laughs> I'm very open. You very are. open-minded. Very. Yes. Um, something else that we were discussing this week, uh, we had a really good conversation about work ethic. Yeah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You want to start this one? Well, I. Take another sip. Yeah, take another sip. Well, this is sort of a continuing conversation that we've had for a couple of years. I don't know about you guys listening, but Daisy and I have found that the people who we encounter in various forms of employment, Wait, waiters, waitresses, bartenders, um, especially the service industry, service I would say. industry, especially, but also, I don't know, more so, um, repair people, uh, people who fix air conditioning, people who fix, people who come to your home to yeah. do a service, a job that they're supposed to be, you know, specialized in. Right. We have found that the, the people who do their show up on time, do their job correctly, bill correctly, follow up, follow up are like fucking unicorns. They really almost don't exist anymore. Any of, any of those things. Yeah. Actually. Mm-hmm. Forget all of them. Uh, I'm sure you all are in the same boat we're in where you call people to do services at home. Everybody, and ha- everybody needs someone to come to their house and do something. Yes. No one can be completely, you know. And they give you some bullshit and they don't perform the job right. And then they try to explain some nonsense to you of why oh, they didn't do their need job. you're going to need a whole new filter. Or, yeah, well, the problem with this is, and, and I'm just like, dude, seriously, like, I don't understand plumbing. Why are you trying to explain plumbing to me? Like, I really, I understand that I had hot water. Now I don't. And now you're trying to tell me that it's very well, complicated no, no, no. to get hot water. Explaining it is fine. It's the ripoff aspect of it. Yes. And, and then it's the unprofessionalism. they leave and the job is still not fixed. Right. So and then, and it's then, not done. And then the answer is usually... Well, we can't get back there for another three weeks. Right. Like, but they, wait, but you're not doing me a favor. Right, right. They've already billed you. You've already paid. Now it's like three days later. It's not working and they're done. And they didn't yeah. do the job right. Or, you know, they fix your air conditioning and now it works in the area that they fix, but they ruined another area and you've already right. paid them and they don't want to come back for another two weeks. But what and it, it's it's like this nonsense but, of having this horrible work ethic. How is your company still even in business? Why do people continue giving business and 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 good reviews to, to companies like this? Yeah, that's, that's a real head scratcher for me. But it really does come back to what you just said, work ethic. Work ethic. And the idea, and this is one of the many things that bonds us together, one of the things that we have in common, where we've told each other stories about going the extra mile in our businesses, in our careers, yeah. where um, there's this, I will, a little sidebar. One thing I don't like to hear from, especially from people who are really wildly successful, uh, entertainers or CEOs or when they say, well, I don't ask anybody who works with me to, to work any harder than I do. Well, that's a little bit. Here's why that's bullshit. Because the people that you're saying that about don't stand to make what you make. So I always exclude that. It's not about that. If I choose to work my ass off, that's just my choice. Right. 
I could just do my job to the letter of my job and not really do more than that or be enthusiastic about it. As long as I, you know, do my job, that should be, that's fine. I, I do. I've always given 112% or yes, whatever. as have I. As, as have you. But it, so it's not that we're um, indicting people who just do the bare minimum. Right. We're talking about people who don't do that. Exactly. We're talking about the people who are completely unprofessional, don't know what they're doing, and still- And don't care. And don't care, and still expect you to pay them. Right, right. That burns my ass. And again, I want to explain that I have worked in other fields other than what I'd been doing. So it's not like, I oh, I'm a really good model. I show up and smile really well. Like, I don't want people to start giving me that fucking shit because oh, I get that shit all the time. And first of all, it's not easy being a model. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation, okay? But that's not what I'm talking about. When I was younger, I worked retail. I worked in, in a retail store. Yep. And I was really good at my job. And before I graduated high school, you know, I started just working as a sales person and I ended up going to the cashier and I was offered um, training to become an assistant manager. And I would have loved that. And I, the reason I turned it down is because I knew that I would have probably ended up being like a regional manager of that store at some day and then like forgotten to like follow any other goals that I had. Yeah. I would have run with it. Um, but that's my point. And I was also, um, a, a receptionist at a doctor's office, a gynecologist's office where, w- you know, when he was short, uh, an assistant, when his nurse didn't come in, I went from the front desk into the office and helped him you did get some pap smears and shit no i didn't do that but i <laughs> would help him get set up in the room do the job of the nurse who you know the who you would just pitch in I would you'd pitch be like what can i do and i would How do I what i could no that wasn't my job yeah. but i went above and beyond and i wanted to do a good job and i was there anyway so i wanted to really be helpful and that's just uh something that was taught to me very at a very young age but again if i may that's and i love that about you but that's even different it's still different than what we're talking about what we're talking about is not delivering on the promise of your job not exactly. delivering on what you're being paid to do right and we've talked about this so many times and sometimes i'll i'll experience people who are so not fulfilling their job description and i think to myself if i just given what i do if i show up and i go i I, geez i forgot how to play guitar yeah oh i I, you know what i forgot all those songs i don't get paid yeah i would not get i would be like fired Mm -hmm. yeah it's not okay it's not okay well people today are not getting fired they are continuing to do work what is that qualified to do that work um, they are continuing to half-ass it. Do, does everybody to phone it does in? Does everybody who's listening have some version of this? Do, do Do you agree with us that for the most part, the people you encounter in the service industry don't do their jobs very well? Is it rare that you see somebody doing their job really well? Is it, or is it just us? Um, I think a lot of people can relate to this, you know, and and. Uh, I, I really um, especially rewarded in the service industry, you know, when you find, a, you know, a, a service uh, person who is really 
uh, overworked, understaffed, and yeah. they're, they're really, they still have a good attitude about it. And you get your order exactly the way you ordered it, and they're doing a great job. And, and you can tell that they are just, you know, this guy working today, their ass off. Uh, you know, we, we got an order delivered from Instacart. Yeah. And that's a lot of people are using services sure. like that. And I'm always, and actually, to be honest, in the time since the pandemic started, I don't, uh, there hasn't been one person. Yeah. Those people, yeah, whoever they're getting, they've been great, have been so great. Mm-hmm. Their attitude, their communication, the, their dedication, yeah, their willingness to go do something that is a little risky and yeah. like for the for the for the greater good of so many other people yeah. other than themselves that they're, they're heroes you know why have, I, you know why hat. i think maybe they are going the extra mile as well is because they are feeling the gratitude from people are and they? there is something that yes they are we're all tipping a little bit more yeah okay we're all giving a little extra gratuity we are all mentioning them as essential workers they feel needed they feel like they're providing a service that is not being taken for granted so they're so stepping it up for granted. but it has been taken for granted for a long yeah, time and absolutely. these people have felt invisible for point. a long time very so now point. we've been giving these essential workers who for a long time maybe felt invisible yeah they they're getting a little boost. They feel needed. They feel appreciated. I'll never look at a grocery worker the same way again. Exactly, exactly. Not that I but ever I think dis- like I would. You, I have great conversations with people at the store. Sure, like if but I ask you them for but help you or, take it for granted that it's just something that is there that is not right. like you the know, dude, this is the yeah. dude that works in produce and he's going to give me a little information. That's great. Sure. Now it's like this guy's still going to work. This guy's still going to work. And day he's still in risking a, day a lot. And he's risking a so lot. much. That's totally different mentality. Yeah. So I, f- I think that maybe a lot of these folks who we are now calling essential workers, who we would not have called exactly. essential workers, you exactly. know, five yeah, months it's ago. it's been redefined. It's been redefined. And they get a sense of, you know, they, they feel a little proud of what they do and, and feeling a, a bit of, of pride in what you do is everything. I do understand that. Yeah. That is very, very, very important. Yeah. But that's a whole different topic um the the topic at hand is people who are doing jobs who are unqualified to do those jobs and who have no work ethic who do no follow-up who do a job half-assed still expect you to pay them i feel a little bit like a karen right now like i like i want to talk to your manager (laughs) but that's not what i mean you all know it's not that (laughs) but you know something like what we've been going through should highlight the real difference. Yeah. You know, it should really put a spotlight on if you're one of those people who just just doesn't yeah. give a shit. Do something else. Do something else. Yeah. And stop wasting everybody's time and money. Well, my love, we're That's, about out of time. I've I've got I have so much more shit to talk Good. about. We have more podcasts to okay. do. Okay. Right. But right now I need to have another martini. All right. And we'll we'll go do that. And we'll send lots of um love to everyone. Stay Has, safe. Also before uh has anyone has has anyone has everyone gone to Daisy's new YouTube channel? And oh yeah, all these I people finally, who are, I finally put my YouTube channel up, and she's finally doing yes. cooking videos. Uh, well, I, I, I did, did one, one, and you're gonna do another one. Tomorrow, I, I'm gonna or? do yes, I'm gonna do a few more, and I've got like seven followers, so it would be great if you guys <laughs> decide to come on over and say hi. And, subscribe. and it's weird because I have seven different really accounts. Good. It would boost my ego a little bit because <laughs> Richard Marks has like shit tons of followers and you know i'm like new at the game so 
new at the YouTube game. At the That's YouTube it. game, yes. But it's, so Daisy put up a video of her making this incredible vegan cheese sauce. Yeah. So you should go check that out. And she's going to keep making delicious cooking videos. And what else can we plug? Um... How about another another tequila? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. You guys, stay safe. Thanks for listening. Um, subscribe, comment. We want to hear from you. And um, just don't be an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's absolutely necessary. <laughs> Adios. Thanks for listening to Tequila Talk with Daisy Fuentes and Richard Marks. Download new episodes every week, and if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. And while you're at it, check out some of the other great shows available on Straw Hut Media.